Episode 259 Blue by Pat Grant. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Howdy. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hi. Hi. What the hell is going on? Nothing. Yeah. 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 I braved the ice storm to get here. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I almost slipped a couple times. You shouldn't have done that. Well, you know what? Here's what happened. Like, check this out. I was tying my shoes before I came over here. Mm-hmm. You notice how one of them has a white shoestring and one's brown? Yes. Uh, I just thought that was you being uh, crazy. It's, it's some sort of, yeah, right, or, or yeah. like political statement. Right, yeah. Um, no, I was tying my shoes, and one of the shoestrings just snapped to my hand, and it was like... That's the worst. It was like a six-inch section. It wasn't just like a little right. corner. Oh, it's never small. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I was like, huh. And so I was... I was scourged around in the basement, and I found another shoestring, and I came up, and I, like, took the shoestring out of my shoe, and laced it up with the white shoestring, and tied it up, and, and then, like, I was getting ready to leave, and I looked down, and I happened to notice that the really short shoestring is on the other shoe still. Like, I accidentally... Did the wrong shoe. ...replaced the wrong one, because I'm a fucking genius. (laughs) (laughs) So I threw away, like, the good one. I'm gonna have to go digging through the garbage... (laughs) Well, uh, you know, you could stop at the store and buy a whole new set. That's cost money. <laughs> it's like a dollar. That's more than I've got. <laughs> I have enough. I have enough money that I could stop at the post office and make a Xerox of the good shoestring, <laughs> and then tie that piece of paper through my eye holes. Do you want me to go buy you a shoestring? <laughs> It'll be your Christmas present. Um, just get me uh, some alcohol instead. <laughs> They get you something useful. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I'll ask Santa for one and you for the other. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> oh, so that, that was my adventure. Well, sounds <laughs> pathetic is the word you were reaching for. <laughs> Yeah, it's happened to me before, but I'm never the uh, the second part where I replaced the wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. Uh. <laughs> I'm a vagrant. I at least I showered today. You know, I told you yesterday I hadn't showered for a couple of days. <laughs> I did shower. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! Oh, you broke me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Blue by Pat Grant. Blue by Pat Grant. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, how did you hear about this book? Um, actually, uh, back when I was working at Mavericks, a friend of mine who moved to Columbus 
came in. I hadn't seen him in like two years. Pat uh, Kane? No, not not that guy. His name was Jeff Judd. And uh, and he was like, "You're reading good books lately?" And I was like, uh, "The Now of Brown." And he's like, "He's like, I've never heard of it." And I was like, "You should buy it." And so he did. And then, and he was like, "He's like, have you read Blue by Pat Grant?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "You should check it out." And so, uh, I we didn't have a copy at Mavericks. Right. And months went by, and I forgot all about it. And I quit my job. And then I happened to be, I was selling some copies of Edgy Dog Saturn to uh, Superfly Comics in Yellow Springs. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like, we can't buy anything right now. He's like, we could do store credit. And I was like, okay. Because I hadn't bought any comics. Right. And I looked around and I, I found this. So I basically, I traded some some of my shitty comics for this. <laughs> some of your shitty comics for this shitty comic. Uh, that's right. But at least now I have both. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> no, this is, uh, I will start off by saying this is better than my comics. It was a good, I, I think I got the better end of the deal. I don't, uh, I don't think so. Oh, really? Uh, this is certainly a nicer looking book than yours. It's very well put together. You know, uh, except for, uh, this seems to be a problem, uh, with every hardback comic that we ever read. Oh, yeah. Whatever is Boeing. Yeah, they all do that now. I don't get it. Is, huh. is there just something wrong with my apartment and the humidity in it? It's possible. Uh, Maybe you, are you, do you live on, was this built on an Indian burial ground that you know? Um, yes. Okay. Well, then that can't be it. Because <laughs> they're, they're typically known for their low humidity. Right. That's yeah. why people build there. Exactly. It's prime real estate. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't huh. know. Uh, but, you know, uh, what I'm uh, saying is that, uh, you know, I really enjoy your work. Oh. And mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, there's a. Uh, it takes a lot to be uh, to be better than uh, the stuff that I read from you. Aww. You're just being and, nice. Uh, I'm not just being nice. I'm uh, being uh, 100% honest with that. Well, well, thank you, sir. You're welcome. So, I do not think that this book is better than any issue of Edgy Dog Saturn. Whoa. But I think it's alright. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I had no idea what it was about. Uh, I still may not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's not true. I, I have I, an idea. I really like it, but I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fucking beautiful. It's a very well drawn book. Yeah. Uh, everything about it the the arts, uh, the coloring, the the design, the layouts, everything about it is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I like even when I first saw it, I knew I wanted to read it because I love wide-angle comics. Right. Like, I wish half of them were wide-angle comics. And uh, and this doesn't, like, hit you over the head with the fact that it is, but there's maybe a dozen instances where there's, you know, a long panel that goes... Because you know, it's like, it's like I don't know, it's, it's the size of a graphic novel, but it's, like, on its side, so the right. the width is greater than the, the height. Um, Marvel did that once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where the, <laughs> this guy got the idea. He read that... Uh, Daredevil annual or something. <laughs> I don't know if they did a Daredevil. One. I know there was a. I think the only one I read was the new X Men had an annual. Yeah, that's uh, maybe one of the two that I want to bring. Right. Because Grant Morrison. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So this one. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's right. I would say that's right. Yeah. It's, it's just, as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "This looks awesome." I love, 
you know, I'm, I'm attracted to that, uh, that format mm-hmm. very much so. Um, um, you know, right on to, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, particularly fond of the format, but I'm not offended by it either. Right. So, you know. It's just different. Yeah. There's just some more things that you can do with that format, like, like, like wide angle, like crowd shots or like spaceship crashes or right. just, just certain things. Like it doesn't, I mean, it wouldn't work for every story, obviously, but right. this one with like, yeah, it obviously has a big theme with waves and the beach so they kind of use that maybe a couple times but but yeah uh so it's basically about three kids who skip school to go surfing yeah 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 pretty much it's um um i'm gonna go ahead and give the hollywood pitch here Mm -hmm. it is basically uh Sort of like Stand By Me meets um, District 9. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, spoiler, towards the beginning of the book, they mentioned that, you know, one of the kids from the school that they go to says, hey, there's a dead body on the train tracks. I just went and saw it. You guys should go see it. So instead of surfing, they just decide... You know, they've skipped school to surf, but they decide to stash their boards right. and go look for the body. Well, they go to surf, but uh, something, the waves aren't there, something, I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know. They just inclement weather. Uh, for whatever reason, they decide not to surf. Right. And, uh, yeah, they, they decide instead that they're going to go uh, look for that dead body. Which, did, I read the, the like article in the back. I read parts of it. And, and Pat Grant says... He said he realizes, you know, there's obvious right, right. the body and Stand By Me references, but he said that happened to him when he was a kid. Right. Um, before he'd ever heard of Stand By Me or the body, and he said uh, he just had to incorporate it <coughs> into the story. Because uh, that's, that's, that'd be a pretty uh, big yeah, thing. That's a formative uh, yeah. experience, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Learning of a dead body on a train track. Right. Yeah. Going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there, there's a uh, multi-page essay in the back. I, I skimmed most of it. So I didn't really. I read, read the first couple things, but then there was this whole section about the surf comics that inspired him, like, right. like Rick Griffin and some of those guys from the '60s. And I read a little bit of that, but I just like barring Point Break, my interest in surfing <laughs> is pretty much zero. Right. Uh, maybe the Silver Surfer, but <laughs> that. that... <clears throat> Silver Surfer for me. That's pretty much it for me as well, far as surfing is. Well, he even like, I gotta say, Pat Grant even at the back he was like, he's like, I read some some Jack Kirby Silver Surfers. He's like, that guy didn't know anything about how to draw a surfer. Right. And I was like, well, that may be true, but come on, you can't make fun of Jack Kirby. Yeah. You're just gonna hurt your chances with me giving you a good review. Well, uh, he also says that he hated Jack Kirby. He wasn't a fan. Yeah. yeah. Or Dave Sim or Frank Miller or anything. right. Because he basically states that uh, he didn't read any comics when he was a kid. Yeah. Because there were hardly any comics to read in mm-hmm. Australia, apparently. Right. Because it's a no man's land. <laughs> it's just Eddie Campbell and Pat Grant <laughs> on an entire continent together. <laughs> no, he he did say, like, you know, later he was like, yeah, much respect, though, to that stuff. He's like, it's just not my thing. Right. But he said at first he just hated it when he saw it. Right. And, you know, I mean, I... Didn't love Jack Kirby. Either. Right. I don't think everybody has so, to. Right. I just think 
They should. <laughs> but he does bring up a good point about the fact that it's, uh, you know, if you don't have any nostalgia for, you know, that oh, yeah. type of comic, then right. you know, once you eventually get into it, you know, oh, yeah. it's not going to affect you at all. It's, yeah, it's like with anything, it's like, I mean, there's certain bands or movies or whatever I'll see, you know, that are 30, 40, 50 years old, and, like, you know, they've they've inspired things that I fucking love. Right. But by the time I see the source material, I'm like, I, yeah, I just, like, I like, I'm glad that you were there as a stepping stone, but I could care not less, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so, so, yeah, I see where he's coming from. Um, but, yeah, like you said, the District 9 part, it's... It's also got um, elements of culture clashes yeah. and racism. Yep. Um, and aliens. And aliens. <clears throat> or whatever they're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, everybody in this book looks like some sort of creature, but the uh, blue creatures that show up are much more alien-looking than the right. rest. Yeah, well, the, the, like the main characters are, yeah, they're, I mean, they're not, uh, well, like, okay. I would uh, describe all the human characters as uh, Krikvalusian. As who? Uh, <laughs> John Krikvaluski, uh, the uh, oh, creator oh, yeah. of uh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. yeah, right. Everyone's like super cartoony and, and over exaggerated, kind of gross looking, gross, and yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but you know, clearly human, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these other creatures look like uh, bowling pins with uh, tentacles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a little different. Yeah. And, and they're blue. Hence the title. Yeah. I, well, I think the blue is yeah, like the the water in them. The water, yeah, yeah, but still. And maybe the emotion. Ooh. Yeah, because uh, you know, it's weird to me though. Like reading this, it almost feels more like a vignette or or something. Because I think the story, air quotes, is is more like an atmosphere than it is a narrative. Mm-hmm. Like like the only real like story to it is uh, just how people feel about things. Like there's not like I don't feel like anybody really learned anything or there's any conclusions in this. It's no, not at all. It's just like it gives you a really good atmosphere of, of what that town was like. You know, right. um, when when the the immigrants came, um, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like I, I was really surprised when it ended, especially since there's like 20 pages of notes in the back. Right. I totally thought there was a lot more story. Oh yeah, I did and, too. And I was like, "What?" When it ended, not that I think that's horrible. I just think it, for me, it just more created a mood than it told a story. Yeah, um, I'll say that it ended better than Battle Boy, even though it didn't really <laughs> end. Right, uh, but it did feel like there was a sense of conclusion. You know, uh, I mean, we don't. The characters don't really learn anything, and then we don't really learn anything either. Right. You know, particularly like you know what happened to like some of the other characters. You know? uh, the only thing I really got from the ending, as far as like something that shows you what happens later on, is there's this motif throughout the story because it's it's about Three characters, Christian, Vern, and Muck are the three kids. Yeah. And uh, and basically Christian is recounting this story from his childhood as he's an adult now. Right. And he's he's uh, still living in the town, Bolton. Um, 
which is why we'll be listening to Michael Bolton later as the right, as the great course. Yeah. Um, but he's living. In I was Bolton. wondering why he brought that C, <laughs> but yeah, it makes sense now. You thought it was just Christmas early? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, he is on all those Subaru commercials right now. So. <laughs> he's he's a big name. <laughs> so throughout the the retelling of, or the narrative or whatever, um, Christian, his job apparently is to paint the buildings white where they've had graffiti on them right so he's basically i mean it's kind of hit you over the head metaphorical with the they're whitewashing out all the signs of the immigrants right um because like the the blue alien people do these weird crazy drawings and graffiti style and then towards the end of the book you know uh the 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 alien kind of scribbles something on the on the white wall to like kind of make you say like ah they're not going to be ignored or you know their right. vo- their voice will be heard or that sort of thing and like that's all I really got out of it it was more like like it wasn't like damn yeah that was a good ending it was more like oh okay right yeah yeah, yeah. and then it just kind of ended right um yeah and and I can't remember too clearly but uh I mean it's not like you know, the immigrants came and then were all driven out. They're, they're, they basically took up the town and right. all the, 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 the white people left. Right. You know. Except for Christian, maybe? Or just... uh, there's like a handful still, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, like sort of it, he describes uh, you know, towards the end uh, that, you know, the, that basically the day that they skipped school was sort of the day that uh, the the blue aliens just sort of started showing up. Right. And that, uh, you know, it's also sort of the day that the town kind of stopped caring about itself. Like they just kind of let everything go. Right, yeah. Yeah, because I think that was the reason they didn't surf, too, is there was like this crazy wave that uh, brought in the immigrants on their, on their vessels. But it was also the reason why maybe they didn't surf because it was the water was too harsh or whatever. Right, I, don't, right. I don't know. But yeah, so that was the day that a lot of ships crashed, and and that was the body on the tracks was one of the uh, creatures. One of the creatures, yeah. Because yeah. he just kind of wandered off the shore and got ran over by a train. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's a good little like terrible or whatever. Right. Um, it's worth looking at for the art. It's beautiful art. Like it totally reminds me of Dave Cooper and Jim Woodring kind of mashed together, which right. I love both of those guys. So, yeah, I think the style is awesome, and it doesn't look like a ripoff of either of those. It just no, yeah, yeah. it has its own thing, and I'm impressed because this is his debut graphic novel. So, right. So that's exciting. Yeah, I'd love to see something else that he that he does. Yeah, I would definitely be interested in seeing future stuff from this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as far as the story goes, it's yeah, it's just it's passable. But, yeah, uh, but again, it, it's it's it creates a good atmosphere. It creates a good atmosphere. It looks great. Uh, I think he's he's got know. a good way with characters and dialogue. Oh yeah. So, uh-huh. so I mean, yeah, it, it it reads well. It's just not like right. It's not well, a meaty uh, story. I will say that uh, some of the dialogue is, and you know, this is just uh, me being a, a dirty, ignorant American, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of uh, slang right. that uh, I, I could pick up some right. of what it meant here and there, but there's a lot of it that, uh, like, to this point, I still have no idea what like, some like people were saying. could mean this or that. Right, you know? yeah. I love, uh, I think my favorite character, though, is 
as they're walking down the train tracks looking for the body, there's this girl that skipped school, and she's just she's over there by this uh, like mound of pipes and things, and she's just trying to break it all and right. destroy it. And uh, I really like that character for some reason. That was a good little little David Lynchian moment where she's just breaking shit on the side of the train yeah. tracks. So, yeah, it's it's neat. Like yeah. like I definitely. Uh, I think if I talk to my friend again, I'll be like, so, now, Brown, I kind of win. Yeah, he yeah. totally did. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's not about, it's not a contest. They're all good comics. It's a contest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thumbs, thumbs up for Mr. Pat Grant. Good job, sir. Yeah, thumbs... Wavering. Wavering towards the up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Right, want to take a break? Sure. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you enjoy that break? 
<clears throat> I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, me too. That's good stuff. Got a lot done. Hell yeah. 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 What'd you do? Uh, I drank some water. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is mostly what I do uh, when I'm not sleeping. <laughs> you, should, uh, you should try to figure out if you can drink water while sleeping. Oh, I've tried it. <laughs> End of disaster. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I slept outside in the rain. I figured mm-hmm. that would be the easiest way to. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Gee, do you have a strong? Uh, Doogie raped me. Oh, okay. Because he lives in my backyard right, sometimes. Yeah. I forgot about that. I don't know if this was when he was living with you or not. Yeah. No. Okay. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, just, he's like a feral neighborhood animal. Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what can you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) How's that Batman game? Uh, Batman game is fun. Arkham Origins? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, uh, my my only uh, Black Friday purchase. Yeah. Uh, It was available on Amazon for 50% off. Uh, so it was like $30, and then I had a $10 gift certificate from Amazon, so I decided, what the fuck? That's that's good. Nope. 20 bucks. Nope. And you didn't have to leave your house. Nope. See, that's the way to Black Friday shop. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm sure I bought something on Black Friday, but it was probably, like, food or gas. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't like shopping on Black Friday. I went Black Friday shopping once, and it wasn't too bad. Uh, it was actually, it was last year. Uh, I decided uh, I needed a new computer monitor, so I uh, got a good deal, uh, and I purchased it online, uh, but I had to go pick it up from uh, the store, so all I had to do was go up to the customer service desk and say, hey, I have this order, right. and they went to the back and got it for me, and oh, that was it. That's awesome. <clears throat> but uh, that morning, I wound up uh, meeting a friend of mine who had to work on Black Friday, uh, met her for breakfast, and that was insane. The the actual restaurant. You the mean? the restaurant was fucking packed because everybody was feeling. Yep, they were eating lunch already, probably. Yeah, I mean this was ten o'clock something like that. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, when uh, like we got done with breakfast and we were trying to figure out if we wanted to go hang out somewhere, but we were near the mall area. Right, and we were just like let's yeah let's just. Call this good and uh, <clears throat> abort mission. Yeah, uh, she she didn't want to hang out near people, you know, mere hours before she had to go deal with them directly. Right, <laughs> and uh, you know, you know me, I just never want to do that anyway. Right, uh, uh, but yeah, so yeah, this is the only time I've uh, ever done any uh, Black Friday deal thing I'm, online. I'm usually working on Black Friday. But it's usually pretty dead at, at Mavericks. Yeah. Um, so this was obviously the first year in forever that I wasn't. Right. So I just kind of stayed at home. Actually, I went to my girlfriend's and I think we went out to eat, but that was it. Right. Uh, this year I did go out. I uh, went and uh, I went to the post office and uh, then I went to uh, my coworker's house. And then I, I did go to GameSwap, uh, where I did not buy anything. 
Uh, but I was just hanging out with my friends who work there. Were they doing Black Friday deals? They were. Yeah. They, they were. I mean, not crushed or anything like that, but right. they, they, they were doing brisk business. I think Mavericks always did, like, if there was a Black Friday deal, it was like five cents off if you buy 200 bags and boards or something. Right. I think you guys have had a couple of good deals. Yeah. Uh, uh, at least last year, I think you guys did. Maybe like 50% maybe. off of uh, trades and graphic novels. Yeah, maybe like the last year or two. Right. It's, it was it was usually pretty... He, he was pretty much against any sort of... Promotion or... Sale. Uh, you know, right. Right. Yeah. Anything that would pick up business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those, are, those are things that he was not interested in. Right. Uh, but all that happened two weeks ago. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you know... Wow, has it been that long? Yeah. I mean, there's been a full... Week in between Black Friday and today, and you've been using it to play your Batman. Again. I have, yeah. <laughs> I got it uh, Tuesday, and uh, yeah, I've been playing it you know, every day since. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. But you know, I mean, yeah. not to the point. Uh, I have a. I, I described this on my blog a little bit. <laughs> Me and video games have a relationship. <laughs> in which uh, I play them and they suck my time away. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's true. <clears throat> but uh I've been I've been pretty good about uh yeah, not letting it do that. You still managed to keep your blog updated. Blog is updated. Uh, today, uh honestly today, the the only time I played was about twenty minutes before you showed up. Yeah. Sweet. Good for you. I was doing other things. Mm. Such as watching Ghostbusters. The original. Yes. That's a great film. It is a really good film. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, you know, I was just looking for something to have on that I could just easily ignore. Right. And I figured, oh, I've seen this movie hundreds of times. You can look up at the, your favorite parts. Right, or yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see the cigarette dangling off of Ray Stance's sure. mouth. Or yeah, yeah. Just like, the, yeah, the good parts. Yeah. That is a, this is a fantastic movie. And uh, really well written and... uh for a movie that is almost 30 years old, still has some pretty good special effects. Yeah, I, I agree. I love it. I love it. And uh, I will say, though, this is the first time I've watched it since I've uh, realized uh, how much Bill Murray seems to hate everything Ghostbusters related <laughs> and uh, the fact that he was in it and uh, everyone related to it. And it shows. <laughs> really? You yeah. Think? In the movie? Uh-huh. Uh, I think he's always he was supposed to have that sort of. I think that was written into his character that sort of nonchalance or. There's a nonchalance, but it's also disgust. <laughs> why? Why would he hate Ghostbusters? Even now? I mean, I, I believe you. I'm just saying, like, why does he hate Ghostbusters? Because he's just turned into a curmudgeon. That's so weird to be like. I mean, I'm sure you know. Maybe for a few years, maybe like three or four years. Every time someone saw him, they were like, fucking Ghostbusters, man. Right. But could that do it? Because, uh, I mean, that's the fucking Ghostbusters. How cool is that? Could be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I were him, I would uh, be like, fuck yeah, this made me right. uh, rich and famous. Yeah. Bring it on. I mean, he was already probably famous, but that was like, it shot him up. Oh, he was uh, probably C-level right. fame, and then with this, he was definitely A-level yeah. fame. Yeah. And I know that he must have a little sense of humor about it because that Jim Jarmusch movie, Coffee and Cigarettes, the Wu Tang Clan are, are in that scene with him, and they they mention they're like, "Hey, you're Bill Murray, Ghostbusted ass Murray," 
And he's like, yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> so at least, at least he, he he wasn't like, oh no, don't include that, right? And yeah, uh, in Zombie Land also. Uh, there, there's yeah. him in the Ghostbusters reference too. Right. So maybe he has a little bit. He's lighting up here. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, I know he is definitely dead set against Ghostbusters three, right? Which yeah, I guess ideally maybe there shouldn't be a Ghostbusters three, right? But uh, you know, it could be cool, but it could be cool. It'd right? be like Young Guns three, though. I'd be trepidatious. Yeah, it'd be exactly like Young Guns. <laughs> Isn't there already a Young Guns three? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. If there is, that's my next movie pick. Because <laughs> I've never seen it. I love the first two, though. Man, good movies. Never seen them. Hmm. Don't plan to. Yeah. Yeah, you would hate them. I think largely it's nostalgic for me because I saw them when I was like ten or whatever. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Speaking of westerns, I've been watching Lonesome Dove this week, <laughs> the 1989 TV series starring Tommy Lee Jones and Robert Duvall. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed it, much to my surprise. <laughs> my my aunt from Kentucky who loves westerns, like she emailed me and said she went to Walmart uh, a couple nights ago and bought like a DVD that had like 30 westerns on it. It's one of those like cheap cheap right, ones. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I just stayed up till like four in the morning watching westerns, but she sent it to me as a Christmas gift, and I was like, oh man, I'm not gonna like this at all. And I, and there are things that I genuinely do hate about it, like the music is so fucking cheesy. Right. Like I just wish it had no music at all, <clears throat> or or like you know, cool music. Right. But it's really good. Like Robert Duvall is incredible in it, and Tommy Lee Jones is pretty awesome too. Right. <clears throat> and Steve Buscemi has like a five minute cameo in the first three hours. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a six hour TV movie. I watched three hours of it so far. Hmm. So yeah, that's been my week. Right. Like, drawn and watching Lonesome Dove. All right. So pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I went to see uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians uh, with uh, my friends Joe and Amanda. Sweet. Uh, that was fun. A riff tracks thing. Getting into the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm not. I'm really Was not. that your whole experience with Christmas spirit? Uh, that, that yeah, evening? that may have been it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I bet they could do uh, a riff tracks for Christmas on Mars, the Flame Lips movie. Probably. They could probably do that. Yeah. It may cost them something to do that. I, I bet the Flame Lips guys are fans, though. So maybe uh, give, probably. They give them a discount, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that is why they mostly do public domain stuff. Right. Uh, I think the only one that they've done that wasn't public domain was uh, Starship Troopers. And they had to do a Kickstarter for that. And then, huh. uh, honestly, they wanted to do Twilight. Uh, Instead, <clears throat> but uh, the Twilight people said no. So, uh, um, Santa Claus vs. the Martians is public domain? Uh huh. Oh, wow. Why is that? Is it that old? I don't know. I was thinking only like old, old stuff was public domain. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's public domain. Not hmm. really dead. Yeah, but that's all. I was, I thought it's 69. I thought the. Uh, Santa Claus thing was like from the 80s or something. 64. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Is that old? 
That's cool. Those guys are good. Yeah, I love that. I, I'd love to see one of those, actually. You should have gone to the six that I've been to. I know, to. but they're expensive and they're in a theater full of people. <laughs> Two things that I'm not a fan of. <clears throat> um, it, it's costly, uh, but, you know, I can't really justify the cost. Uh, <laughs> it's a treat, though. It's a treat, though. It's not like they do it every week. Exactly, right. It's like uh, every four months or something? Uh, something like that. I uh, know they did... Uh, well, Starship Troopers was in August. Night of the Living Dead was in October. And uh, this was just this past week. So yeah, they did those three kind of concurrently. But right. I think before Starship Troopers, the one prior to that was... Probably sometime in April or May. Right. So, you know, I mean, usually, and they don't have anything scheduled right now. So, usually, yeah, there's a chunk. Uh, and how do they do that? They just, like, they only do it once, right? Oh, yeah. And it's broadcast live? Uh huh. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and is it like the show where you can see them in the bottom of the screen? No. 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 You just see the movie. Uh, you see the movie, and then occasionally you'll, they will, like, do a split-screen thing where you can see them, like, you know, reading their scripts from the podium or whatever. Yeah, okay. That's cool. That's awesome. I'm a fan, even though I've never experienced it. <laughs> You're a fan of the MSC3K. Oh, yeah. But, Actually, uh, I've been on that kick lately. Yeah? I keep getting home from the library and watching. I watched a, a movie called Master Ninja. It was a, it was a TV show that they turned into two movies. Uh-huh. So I watched both of them, and uh, it starred Lee Van Cleef as this ninja, and he, <laughs> and uh, and then like some Van Patten, like a young Van Patten. I don't know who it was, right. <clears throat> like Marty Van Patten or something. But Lee Van Cleef was like, I'm pretty amazing as this ninja because you know he's old, right. and uh. And on Demi Moore was in one of them, and it was like her first film, I think. Nice. And uh, she was actually pretty good in it. Everybody else was pretty terrible. But <laughs> but they were pretty funny. And like uh, Lee Van Cleef does like a flying kick in a bar and like kicks a, a support beam out, and the entire roof falls on a bunch of people. And, but uh, <laughs> like they literally show it in slow motion. I don't mean the Mystery Science Theater people, but in the movie, like right. it's a slow mo kick. And you can see the board, like, starts falling just before his foot gets to it. I was like, why would they show that in slow motion? That would right. be something we would do to, like, to see if it happened. You know? Right, right. So yeah, there were some funny moments, but that, that was great. Yeah, Master Ninja, I, I recommend that one. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got going on. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe... I should pick a movie then. You should. So we could watch a movie together. Movies. We're not going to do it tonight, though. No. Uh, I'm going to go home and nestle myself in and watch some more Lonesome Dove. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, forever and ever, I've been talking about this fever dream I had when I was a child. <laughs> or, where I remembered a cartoon that scared the shit out of me and I could never find it ever again. Uh, but our friend Brian John Mitchell, with his mad skills, has located it. And I forget what it's called because, like, the title is a, actual, a Japanese title, but I think it's The Monster of Frankenstein. Yes. And uh, and we found out that 
we even I've even asked Matt Brassfield in the past. I was like, I was like, do you? I was like, if anybody I know has this movie, it's you. It's this creepy fucking Frankenstein cartoon from the early eighties. And he's like, no, don't have it. And then, <laughs> and then you know, after we found the title, we, we you asked him again or something, and yep. he was like, oh yeah, I've got that. Uh huh. So <laughs> just had to ask him by the title. Yeah, that yeah. was the key ingredient you were missing. Exactly. But now we're we're there. Yeah. So you're, you're picking that. We're going to watch that shit. Because you've talked about that on the show a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, about uh, seeing this thing and wishing you could find it, not knowing what it was. Because I, I, I swear I haven't seen it. So I must have been like seven or eight years old the last time I saw it. Right. And I remember just thinking it was going to be a cool little cartoon about right. Halloween, but it was fucking scary. Like, I was scared when it was over. Yeah. So I want to see if it has any any sort of, like, coolness to it or if I was just... Way off base. Right. So I'm going to guess, just before saying it, I'm not vetoing it. <laughs> right. I'm going to guess you're way off base. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Just by just by playing the odds. That it's a cartoon. Yeah, from yeah. the 80s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> a well, Japanese cartoon from the I, 80s. I always got scared, too, when Hong Kong Fui jumped in that file cabinet. Cause well, I that is frightening. I mean, claustrophobia, exactly, right? Yeah, right. it's like, is he going to get out? He always did, but I mean, scared yeah, the shit. Yeah, just I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I mean, maybe he hurts himself in there, right? You don't yeah. know. Yeah, he's not an intelligent man. I mean, he's a janitor, right? You know, <laughs> which is what I hope to be come February. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't be jumping into the file cabinets, even if it does, you know, suit me up with a sweet ass ninja suit, right? Uh, all right, so the monster of Frankenstein, or something like that, or something like that. Uh, this is going to be because uh, usually the things that we watch uh, are are available somewhere. Yeah, uh, this is not. I know it's on YouTube, not in English. I think. All right, um, I think it is in English, but it is in like ten different parts. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you have to watch all these little segments. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> So good luck, listener, if you feel like uh, watching it with us. Right. Uh, uh, I hope that somewhere, wherever you are, you also have a Matt Brassfield in your life <laughs> that, uh, you know, just accumulates uh, obscure shit right. uh, just because Frankenstein's in it. And if you need more information about it, it's Japanese. I think it's from 1981. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I can't remember the, the, the guy's name, the director, but starts with a K. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I will include this bit of information as well. It is based off of the 1970s Marvel Frankenstein comic. Yeah. Uh, done by Mike Plug. Which I did not know when I was a kid. Yeah. So I'm excited now. Yeah. To see and, that. uh, there is also a companion Tomb of Dracula animated, uh, movie, uh, that, that is out there as well. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, look for those. Alrighty. And let us uh, let us depart. Well, I hope you have a good evening, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. 
Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>